0: Welcome back to our podcast on shortening the time from start to finish for GMP Plasma DNA. My name is Emma Bjorgum, Director of Client Development at Aldevron. This is our second episode in a three-part series, and today we're excited to talk about continuous improvement and Kaizen. I'm joined by Andy Rogers and Michelle Berg, and I'd like to ask if you would introduce yourselves. Andy, if you could go ahead and give us some background, that would be great.
1: Yeah. Hi, my name is Andy Rogers. I'm the Director of Operational Excellence and you know, just one thing I love about being here at Deveron is just really helping people think about a better way to do things uh, with the, the the time that they spend at work.
0: Awesome. Thanks. And then Michelle Berg, if you want to go ahead and give your intro, that'd be great. Great. Thanks, Emma. So my name is Michelle Berg
2: and I serve as the president of the GMP Nucleic Acids Business Unit. Um, something that I'm really excited about with uh, within this business unit, we get to serve clients who are creating just some breakthrough science, translating that to medicine that's having true impact to patient lives. And that's something that I am absolutely passionate about. Thanks.
0: Excellent. I'm so excited to have you both here today to tell us a little bit more about how we've been able to utilize continuous improvement, what Kaizen means, and get into a little discussion around that topic. Andy, could you start us off in telling us a little bit more about what is Kaizen? Maybe a little bit of historical information on what is behind it and how it's been utilized both in historical context as well as potentially at El Devron.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, Kaizen is really two words that mean good change and you know it it's really just a, a one of the tools or concepts that's used in the continuous improvement umbrella of of all the different tools out there but yeah at, at it's at its heart it means good change and the the modern history of it probably started about a hundred years ago with Henry Ford and and what he was doing uh, you know let's just say about a hundred years ago and then Toyota took what they saw at the Ford factories and and added a lot of Human um, parts of it. Uh, they started really relying on the workforce to drum up ideas and improve and all that. So the way I describe it is, Henry Ford is is kind of the modern day father of continuous improvement in Kaizen, but Toyota really took it and took it to the next level and perfected it with a, more of that that human interaction side of it. Um, it is used in a lot of different industries in a lot of different companies. Uh, I'm sure thousands of companies out there are using it now. Um, you know, it's used in state government. So the state of Iowa is using Kaizen and continuous improvement to improve their processes. Healthcare, obviously we are in a uh, an industry that's maybe on the periphery of healthcare as I'm talking about it now. But if you look at ThetaCare out of Wisconsin, if you look at the P- Pittsburgh Regional Healthcare Initiative, There's a lot of healthcare entities, Sanford, you know, uh, Essential locally that are using it as well. So again, good change, and it's not necessarily a five-day effort. It's it's just good change. So it can be a two-hour improvement. It can be a a two-month-long improvement.
0: Thanks for that that background. It's really interesting to understand the wide potential applicability. I think of KaiZen, Michelle. Maybe we can pivot to you, and and you could give us a little bit of background and understanding about why we maybe have chosen to employ KaiZen at El Devron.
2: Yeah. Thanks for the question, Emma. Um, so first, I probably anchor you into the values that we hold true and dear to ourselves here at El Devron. Um, first being we innovate and advance. We serve. Uh, second, we collaborate and then finally we make lives better. And so honing in on that first, innovation and advancing, uh, you know, that's something that's always been part of the the spirit with which Aldebaran has approached things. Um, the aim to continue to get better, to do better, um, to find more efficient ways. And so I, I see Kaizen and some of the other tools that Andy and his team are bringing forward as a, a maturation, if you will, That as we continue to grow, as our clients continue to advance in the field, it's kind of a responsibility that we see to mature our processes, to evolve how we're thinking about continuous improvement, and to do this in a much more formalized manner. And so, um, you know, that I see is a, it's just, as I said, it's a continuation in the spirit with which we approach things and holds true to the values that we laid down so many years ago.
0: Yeah, I think that's such an important piece that we really uh, do you continue to leverage and and to work within the values that we have at Aldevron to be able to improve and and get those the therapeutics to our patient population to the patient populations that these organizations are serving faster um, I think it would be helpful, maybe, Andy, if we can go back to you to tell us a little bit more about the impact that Kaizen has had on El operations as well as our project delivery and efficiency. Maybe if you have specific examples that you could point us in the direction of and how we've been leveraging Kaizen at El Devron and, to Michelle's point, been incorporating that to uh, really hone in on our values.
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm going to give you a mix of both. Objective and some anecdotal, uh, you know, type of examples as well. But you know, one of the bigger things that is is tough to measure is just that, as Ma- Michelle mentioned a little bit, the culture piece, the teamwork, the collaboration, innovating. You know, it, it's it's a little tougher to measure that. But you know, in these Kaizen events and then after them, it the the discussions are innovative. The culture starting to shift. There's some. Again, some really good positives that are tough to measure, but if you think about the objective side of it, um, you know to get those results that the business needs um, readiness you know that's a challenge that was there in the past, and it's still there, right? We still are not perfect, but I heard the comment today that the readiness meetings are now boring and and that's that's in a way very good to hear um, Now, I want to make sure that this is not a robotic thing right i mean our people are brilliant and as you get the waste out of processes it it does become boring in some regards but that allows our people to shine in different ways they're starting to become more innovative they don't have to waste time with the the boring mundane stuff it frees up time to be more uh brilliant so let's talk lead time if if you look at 2021 versus 2020 uh, we are currently 40% better in terms of lead time. And anytime you take a processing, you improve it by 40% or more, it, it really means you're not tweaking it. And that's one thing that we're after here at Eldebron is truly transformational type of change. And, and how to do that is you always have to look at the waste in your processes. And when you do it, it makes things like safety better, makes quality better. It obviously helps with productivity. And and really, that sets us up to help more clients and their patients um, and their needs. And it, it also makes the internal team members here at Eldeveron, it makes their lives a little bit easier at work. And and that's also a, a great benefit of uh, just focusing on waste and lead time reductions.
0: Yeah, those are some really powerful metrics and, and examples. I really appreciate you sharing that and where we've come from and where we're going with Kaizen. And in particular, I think really hones in on our point here of shortening the time from shart- start to finish. So thank you uh, for for sharing some specifics around those uh, particular examples and data points. Michelle, I'd love to ask for your thoughts on Kaizen. Um, you know, Andy has given us some, again, some great examples here. What are your thoughts on, on Kaizen and how it's been applied and utilized at Eldevron?
2: Yeah, thanks, you know, for the comments that Andy had made, just want to clarify that that's for GMP. Um, service level plasmid. And so we're able to have had that type of an impact on the overall timeline without, of course, any kind of compromise to ultimate safety of the product and how that impacts um, and reaches the patient. So that's something that again, collectively, we're very proud of. And as far as how I feel personally about Kaizen, um, I will say that I'm a convert. Um, I, I wasn't necessarily a skeptic or um, a non-believer, but um, really just seeing those that I've been able to participate in personally, um, just being a, an executive sponsor for the others, that um, I love the results that we're seeing. I'm kind of a, an efficiency junkie anyway, uh, as you know, but this has been really, really exciting to be a part of. And and probably one of the most exciting things, Andy touched on it, it's, um, it's the cultural piece. It's always been part of and inherent to us, but it is really cool to see team members coming together a little trepidatious at the beginning, not really sure what's going to happen, you know, sitting down and doing these exercises, um, just really getting to understand all about Kaizen. And as these five days unfold and they see what is possible, um, you know, they within themselves have almost like a agreed about it, if you will, that, okay, well, what else can we take on? Like, what else can we tackle with this process? Um, and, you know, as far as the results, Andy touched on it. I mean, that's, that's pretty outstanding and we're going to continue to go back and, and, you know, examine do whatever else we can to, to find, and squeeze out more of the white space. But, um, you know, we've, we've taken instances where we've dropped uh, a tremendous amount of email traffic. I mean, that's kind of the bane of existence for many companies. And so um, we're able to drop, um, you know, emails, as I said, and really put in much more efficient pathways, um, reducing the number of steps or handoffs. Um, you know, these are things that build up over time. And unless you're deliberately looking at how to take and assess and, and Really meaningfully winnow it down. Um, you're you're just going to continue to do the same thing that you're going to do, um, just because that's what you're accustomed to. So I love that it's a five day in this case blocked just to look at what can we do to get better. And I think you pointed it out that allows us to not only do better, um, do more swiftly, again without that compromise to safety and quality for our clients. That collectively, we're all here to have impact. That's why we we show up. That's our why. Ultimately, is just to have that impact to to patients, to um, consumer lives, uh, and that's that's pretty cool to see the power of these Kaizen events. So it's a
0: very long way of saying super believer in in what this um, can do. That's so great. It's awesome to hear the feedback and to your point on the cultural impact that it has had at El as we continue to grow. What an excellent thing to be able to hone back to, right, as we look at continuous improvement and change uh, and have something that really brings team members together for the ultimate benefit in so many different ways, um, internally and externally. And so lastly, I want to ask Michelle your thoughts on, and I think we've touched on this a few different ways throughout the discussion here, but what does this mean for our clients? How have they benefited? What do we see as potential benefits that they may see in the future? Um, Just some closing thoughts that you may have around that.
2: Yeah, so two things come to mind. Um, The first is how we look at quality events and address those and um, the speed, but as again, uh, without compromise to the quality of investigations, the output of results. That is something that not only have we done better with and, and uh, achieved better, but we've now started to get client commentary that they're noticing. Um, and they're starting to ask, well, what, what are you doing? How have you done this? And uh, you know, now it's kind of fun because we're having discussions about Kaizen with our clients and they're starting to pick up on some of these things as well. And so um, that's one example. And then another that I think is yet to be realized is one of our more recent kaizens in and around stability studies. Uh, you know that this is an absolutely crucial part to drug development, um, to ensuring drug um, stability throughout, and really understanding and characterizing the product that you have. And so, what we've been able to do is examine that process from go to woe, so to speak, and really have come out with some great improvements that I think will will soon be realized, as I said, by
0: um, our clients who need them. Yeah, again, just so encouraging to hear in the different ways in which we've been able to. Uh, provide benefit and and exciting to hear as well that feedback from clients on their excitement and and learnings on how kaizen could potentially be applied for themselves in their own organization so uh andy michelle thank you so much uh this has been a great conversation i've really appreciated the dialogue and the information on continuous improvement and kaizen thanks emma Thanks, Andy. nice work yes thank you guys so much great and if everyone wants to tune in to our next podcast our final episode the Eldevron facility growth over time we will have that as our final or finale to the podcast series shortening the time from start to finish and if you missed it please feel free to go and find our podcast from the beginning of this series on the client experience at Eldevron. thanks